Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, words that I'm going to use a foundation for the hope that we have in this topic of depression. Uh, from Hebrews chapter 4, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. So let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. How truer words that we face right now with all that's been taking place uh, with uh, COVID-19, with the virus, with just the way the year has been going. Um, there's a reason for us to have hope. And today as we talk about the topic of depression, uh, I recognize as one who's uh, an ordained minister of the gospel that within my profession I have to stay within my bounds, within my lanes. I'm not a trained therapist, I'm not a trained counselor, and this illness, depression, is one where if you are struggling, uh, you may benefit from receiving some spiritual guidance and direction from one of us as your pastors, but also maybe from one of the, the counselors that we have uh, locally, uh, Christian counseling, uh, kind of a multifaceted help to getting you the help that you might need. So I'm talking uh, today in terms of the hope that we have, but what we as Christians can do and how we can respond as uh, we face or we know someone who faces depression. To borrow from the mantra of Stephen Ministry, what I'm going to encourage us to be about is the idea of Christ caring for people through people. And, and I recognize that, that today we have some little ones in our midst and this idea of depression is a big word. And so, boys and girls, when I'm, when I'm talking about depression, think of maybe a feeling word. It's more than a feeling, but think of a feeling word like sad or, or mad or, or maybe happy or scared. And someone who's struggling with depression, think of them as, as very, very sad. And sometimes when they're so sad, they, they don't feel much like doing things that used to be fun for them. So maybe even playing with their friends or, or doing fun things, it just doesn't feel fun anymore. Uh, and they just have a whole lot of things that they're going through. And, and grown-ups, I, I know I'm oversimplifying that a, a little bit, but, but really that feeling, that emotion, that illness uh, can last a, a really, really long time. And so... How can we have hope, or how can we respond to those who are struggling with a message of hope? The reality is, uh, and I'm going to be sharing some words from uh, an LCMS pastor. He's currently serving out in Rockland, California. His, his name is Todd Peppercorn. Uh, he struggled with depression, and he wrote out some words in a book called, I Trust When Dark My Road. This is what he says about depression and other forms of mental illness. It's good for us to hear. To the outsider, depression and other diseases of the mind are a complete mystery. Those who suffer with depression are often viewed as lazy, antisocial, unreliable, high maintenance, or other problem in some fashion. And because of this misconception, depression, for those who go through it, See that there's something to hide. They wear a mask, and not those fabric ones that we're being asked to wear. No, it's a mask of, yeah, everything's okay. They often overlook or just suffer through in silence, and you know not to talk about it. 
The stigma of depression hits too close to home for many people, he continues. It's best not to talk about it at all. As a result, most suffer in silence, and some will seek some help, but many, will few, excuse me, will receive the help that they need in mind, of body, and soul. So, so how can we respond as Christians, as, as people who believe in the crucified and risen Lord, how can we do better? What can we be about as we're trying to care for someone who's struggling with depression, or maybe you yourself are, are struggling? Uh, scriptures say this, Jesus speaking, he says, if anyone thirsts, let them come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. That's from John 7. And then in John 4, he, he says this, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. They'll become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus wants you to be healed. He wants you to have life. So if you're struggling with depression, he's saying, lean into me, come to me, come drink from what I have to give you. So how can we as Christians respond? We can be that safe place where people can struggle. We can create that safe environment for, for people to find the healing that they need. And when I work with Stephen Ministers, as we go through training uh, year after year, I shared this thought with them. And if you're a caregiver, it's good for you as well. As a caregiver, we are being invited into some of the most intimate and holy personal times in people's lives. Their lives are filled with chaos or are currently in turmoil. And it's a privilege to be invited into such a time and we get the opportunity to reflect the gospel just as Christ does with us. Jesus loves people where they are. He promises not to leave them where they are. And he invites them to lean into him. And so sometimes it may mean that you and I are speaking the truth, but we do so in love, always done with a mind of loving that person for whom we're caring. We do not get to judge the person's choices or life experiences. We get to be present with people as the Lord works in their life. And that's an honor. It's, it's an honor to be able to create that safe place for people to struggle. And if someone's dealing with mental illness or, or depression, uh, it's important that they know they have those safe spaces. I asked one of our, our local counselors, uh, what, what can a family do if they know someone who's struggling with depression? What can a family member do? And she simply said, ask how you can help. Now, if you've ever worked with anyone who's facing depression, sometimes it can be like talking to a wall. They, they, they don't much feel like interacting with people. It's hard to even have the motivation to do such a thing, to interact or be around people. It's just hard. But this counselor says, continue to ask how you can help. Don't give up on them. Even if you meet that wall, they, they don't have the ability to reach out and ask for help right now. So you ask, maybe, maybe cook a meal, maybe offer to run some errands, maybe if they have young ones, babysit. But don't assume that you know what they need. Just simply ask. And, and by asking, what are you doing? You're showing that you care. You're showing them that they're not alone. You're being a reflection of Christ, caring for others through people. And in the midst of all of our trials, that can make a huge difference. Here's the other thing that the counselor says. 
realize that it's a very real illness. It's not just made up. It's a very real illness. It's a medical problem. And in clinical depression, uh, you may need to seek some medical help with that as well. Here's the thing. If you're struggling with depression, fight the temptation to go it alone. Scripture says it this way. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and portion forever. That's from Psalm 73. We fight the urge to go it alone because a lot of the times if we're facing depression, we don't recognize that we're the ones struggling. Pastor Peppercorn continues as he talks about the impact on his family and his marriage. It wasn't until my own illness had sunk in that I began to evaluate myself in light of my family, he writes. My wife and children undoubtedly saw how I was changing before I did. My wife knew I was giving up on things that I used to love. What used to bring me joy now became one more obligation. I looked upon family events as chores to be done in stoic silence rather than one of the primary vocations in which God has placed me. My wife talked to me about it, but didn't know the cause. I didn't know what to say, and often I would ignore her, or I would say, I'll do better. No matter how she spoke the words, whether it was done in a tone of concern or, or, or love or outright anger or accusation or just plain confusion, it would come across like she was laying a guilt trip on me. So she uh, would see that this vicious cycle would begin and she, not wanting me to feel guilty, stopped talking to me. Or when she did talk to me, I could easily twist those uh, conversations to make it look like she was the one with the problem and not me. How can I explain what I was going through, he continues. I didn't understand it myself and many marriages do not survive depression. I can understand that. It's a testament to her love through Christ that we're still here as a family and that I am continuing to heal. Depression isn't one of those illnesses that you take a pill and you're, you're better. It can be a long, long, year-long, years-long struggle. And if you're struggling, seek help. Find those safe people. May pray that God would put those safe people in your life. Um, lean into him, as we had from that word from Hebrews, where he tells us fairly clearly that we do not have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. He's one in who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet he's without sin. So he says, draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, that we would receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And when I see these words that are jumping out off of the scripture pages, I see a God who understands heartache. I see a God who understands trial and temptation. And he's with us every step of the way. He's walking through it with us. And he's going to see us through. And when you don't have the strength to continue, his arms will not fail you. He's got you close to him. Here's a concluding thought from... Pastor Peppercorn. Getting back into the rhythm of life may be hard, sometimes very hard, and you may find that you tire easily, but be patient with yourself. It's a daily learning process, and some days may be better than others. 
but by the mercy of God, each day begins anew, right? God's mercy is anew every morning. We, we know that from the scriptures. They're lived out in his time and in his mercy. Think about this. God, who's been faithful throughout all the generations, is faithful to you as well. He's shown that when he went to the cross. You're not alone. Christ Jesus is with you every step of the way. Amen? Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and lives in Christ Jesus. Amen.